Uh, Luke chapter number 2 tonight. Luke chapter number 2, we'll begin reading here in verse number 36. We're going to look at one little lady. I've preached on her a few times before in the Christmas story. Uh, the timeline is this. Jesus has been born and the manger scene has come and gone. And Joseph and Mary, being obedient to the Lord and the law, take Jesus to the temple. And when they go to the temple, they meet two people, particularly Simeon and Anna. And Simeon is a devout man, a faithful man, a servant of the Lord. And God has promised him that you won't die until you see the Messiah. When he lays eyes on the baby Jesus, he knows for a fact who it is that he's holding in his hands and has seen with his eyes. and He praises the Lord. At the exact same moment when Simeon takes Jesus in his hands and praises God for sending the Messiah, there's a little lady there, and her name is Anna. And Anna, at the same time, sees and recognizes Jesus, the babe, to be the Christ child, the Messiah, the promised one, the hope for all the world. The Bible gives us a short few verses to describe it. Tonight I want to just preach a simple message, Anna's Christmas message. Anna's Christmas message. The Bible says in verse number 36 of Luke chapter number 2, and there was one Anna, a prophetess, the daughter of Phanuel, of the tribe of Aser. She was of a great age and had lived with an husband seven years from her virginity. And she was a widow of about fourscore and four years, which departed not from the temple, but served God with fastings and prayers night and day. And she coming in that instant gave thanks likewise unto the Lord and spake of him to all them that looked for redemption in Jerusalem. Anna's message, Anna's Christmas message, and really I guess more than anything, it's Anna's example in serving the Lord that we need to pay close attention to on a night like tonight as God's people. There's some things we can see about her, Anna. Anna, the Bible says in verse number 36, was a prophetess. Do you know that she's the only prophetess mentioned in the New Testament? She's a prophetess. And uh, that's a fascinating thing. I want to know more and more about uh, Anna being a prophetess. But she's the only one in the New Testament that we meet. She's a prophetess. It's unique to her. The Bible says that she was the daughter of Phanuel. We don't really know who that is. But she was a daughter. She was uh, just a, a, another girl born into a Jewish Hebrew home. The Bible says of her that in verse 36 that she was of the tribe of Aser. And the Bible continues to tell us that she was of a great age. Let me tell you about Anna. She was old. Real old. She was of a great age. And then the Bible gives us some description. Now, I want you to see this with me because some of you are trying to hide how old you are. And for some reason, the Holy Spirit in Luke chapter 2 
tries to give us just a little puzzle so we have a difficult time uh, kind of putting our finger on maybe exactly how old Anna was. We know she was old, but we can get pretty close to how old she actually was. Let's do a little math. How many of you love that idea? So here's what the Bible says. She was of a great age. It says, let's back up a little bit and we'll try to figure out how old she actually was. She lived with a husband seven years from her virginity. Literally, that just means that she had been married for seven years when her husband died. All right, so here's the math. If she was 16 when... (coughs) Excuse me. Bless me. If she was 16 when she consummated her marriage, which would have been a reasonable number, maybe a little bit old for this time and culture. If she was 16 and she was married for seven years, 16 plus 7, y'all do your math, okay? You ready? You got that number? The Bible says that in verse number 37 that she was a widow of about four score and four years. A score is 20 years. Four score is 80 years. Plus four years is 84 years, right? So if we do 16 plus 7 plus 84, ding, 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 Dwight, you get the button. She was somewhere in the neighborhood of 107. She was old. She's almost as old as Dwight. (laughs) Just kidding. (laughs) <laughs> 107 years old. Now, I don't know about you, but when I think about this lady, knowing that she's about 107 years old gives me some perspective. How many of you read these stories and look and, and you can close your eyes and you can begin to see the character take shape and form? And In my mind's eyes, she's a spunky little old lady, 107 years old. The Bible says of her that in verse number 37, that she departed not from the temple. Uh, Basically, she had determined with her life that she's just going to serve God. She was a faithful fixture in the work of the Lord. Now, at 107 years old, she was a prophetess, and there was things that she did of great importance, but something that we can definitely know about this lady was she was just the kind of person that showed up around God's house and did God's work faithfully because she found great importance in serving the Lord this way. The Bible says that she departed not from the temple but served God with fastings and prayers night and day. And then the scripture says in verse 38, and she coming in that instant. What instant? The exact same instant that Simeon saw what was going on, so did Anna. She coming in that instant, whoa, it's him. And she began to praise the Lord. She gave thanks. Likewise unto the Lord, likewise, just exactly like Simeon did. Well, how did Simeon, the Bible earlier in this passage of Scripture, gives us a description as to how Simeon praised the Lord. And the Bible says in verse number 28 that Simeon took him, Jesus, up in his arms and blessed God and said, Lord, 
Now lettest thou thy servant depart in peace according to thy word. For mine eyes have seen thy salvation, which thou hast prepared before the face of all people, a light to lighten the Gentiles and the glory of thy people Israel. And the Bible says, like Simeon praised the Lord, so did Anna. The scripture continues and says it like this in verse 38. Likewise, she gave thanks likewise unto the Lord and spake of him to all them that looked for redemption in Jerusalem. The Bible gives a little picture into the future. From that point forward, for the rest of that lady's life, every person that came to Jerusalem looking for hope, looking for redemption, forgiveness of sin, from that point forward for the rest of her life, you know what she did? She told other people about Jesus. Now that's all the Bible says to us about Anna as far as I know. But it's a really sweet thing. Let me talk to you about Anna's Christmas message for just a minute. Number one, Anna's first message is this. Number one, you and I should serve God with our lives. It's an interesting thing to see her. Now the Bible does say she's a prophetess. And she's the only prophetess we find in the New Testament. So the work that God gave her to do is very unique. I I hound on this and I've been hounding on it for some time because it's something that's a great burden to my heart. There's a lot of folks who have this idea that a servant of God has to fit into a certain size box. It's almost like you've got this cookie-cutter idea of what a preacher is or this cookie-cutter idea of what a uh, servant of God is. But I want you to know that just because you may not look like your atypical Baptist preacher does not mean that you're not a faithful or a needy servant of the Lord. As a matter of fact, God is so creative in His servants that He's called us all to serve in a very unique way. I don't think the mindset is as strong among in our church as it is in other places, but there's lots of folks who think that serving God is the minister's job. Some people come to me and they're like, are you a minister? And I'm like, I guess. And then I, because immediately, when someone says, are you a minister? Have you ever shaken a a minister's hand? It's like grabbing over a fish. (laughs) I told the Lord a long time ago, I said, Lord, I'll answer the call to preach, but I don't want to have them girly hands. (laughs) I think some people have this idea that a minister is some kind of soft-spoken Mealy mouth, try to make everybody happy, kind of. No. Someone that's a minister is not just somebody that mounts the pulpit, but is every Christian determined to do the best they can with what God has given them to influence the lives of the people around them for eternity without excuse. And I love Anna because she didn't look like Simeon. And she didn't grow up in a culture that made it really easy for women to have places to serve fervently. But she was faithful. And I love her. I like that. She says, look, I lost my husband. But she wasn't stomping around complaining because she had tragedy striking her life 
80 some years ago. She's like, the tragedy is real, but I'm going to serve God anyway. You don't see any bitterness in her heart. You just see somebody that's looking for the hope that God has promised and knowing that God will be faithful. And I'll tell you something, she found it. She served the Lord. Anna served God. She was a prophetess. She served God uniquely. She was common in the fact that she was a daughter and just a lady. She served God. She served God uniquely. She served God without excuse. Do you know that it's possible to live your entire life using your age as an excuse not to serve the Lord? A lot of people have this idea, well, I'm not going to encourage my kids to serve the Lord. I mean, they're too young, right? Wrong. The Bible says that, let no man despise thy youth. Be thou an example of the believers. Let no man despise thy youth. We say, I'm too young, I can't serve the Lord. Don't do it. You know, when you get to be a little bit older and you've passed through adolescence and just began adult life, something that's pretty common to most adult life is young adult life is being broke. How many of you were a young adult and remember being a very broke young adult? How many of you remember that? That's good. You may be a very broke old adult, but... That, there's something special about that young adult broke. Man, it hurts, doesn't it? I've been there. And we can use the time of life that we're in and our age as an excuse. I'm too poor to serve the Lord. But like too young, it's just an excuse. And we should serve the Lord in every age and stage of our lives. You get into your middle-aged years and Maybe you're not as broke as you used to be, but it's career and older children that take a lot of time and energy. And you were too young, now you're too, you were, then you were too poor, and now you're just too busy. I'm too busy to serve the Lord. I'm too busy. This stage in life is not good. I'm too busy. And the next thing you know, you're too old. Now, listen. Don't fall in the trap of using your age as an excuse or reason not to serve the Lord. Now, I'll tell you this. The work that I did for the Lord as a little boy and the work that I did as a 20, 18, 19, 20-year-old and the work that we've done as 30-year-olds and now 40-year-olds, it all looks different because the stages of life definitely change the emphasis of the serving of God. But I'll have you know something. There's never a time in life when you should excuse serving God. And I can guarantee you this. Little Miss Anna at 107, she didn't get up pain-free on this particular morning to go serve the Lord in the temple. As a matter of fact, I can imagine... It wasn't easy to do. And I imagine in my mind's eye, and maybe I'm wrong about this, but I imagine in my mind's eye, 
that breezy, cool, cold temple. And I've never met a 107-year-old person that wasn't cold. You know, it wasn't easy for her. But I love Anna. You know why? Anna served God. Anna served God. I beg of you, be a servant of God. Serve others in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Serve faithfully. Serve without grumbling and complaining. Serve with the right attitude. Serve because you get to. When I see Anna, I don't see Anna serving God mad because she felt like somebody else ought she doing this because nobody else would. I see Anna serving God because she felt like God had given her the great privilege of serving. And she met Jesus in the process. Oh, what a sweet reward. You know what Anna says at Christmas? Hey, listen, serve God. Serve God. There's some other things we can see. I like it, some things that she did. The Bible says that she served God with fastings and prayers night and day. Fastings. There was physical things that she could do and prayers. There were spiritual things she could do and she did them both. She served the Lord. You know what she says to us this Christmas? She says, serve God. Serve God. I've never met anybody that really, truly wanted to serve God that wasn't so busy they couldn't always stand it. When you get a burden to serve the Lord and you're willing to do whatever in the world it is God puts in front of you to serve Him at, you'll never be bored. Serve God. Serve God faithfully. Serve God any way that you can. Serve God. Anna says, I'm 107, and I want to encourage you to do something. Serve God with your life. Number two, serve God. Number two, give Thanks. Look what the Bible says in verse 38. The Bible says, And she, coming in that instant, gave thanks likewise unto the Lord. What'd she do? She praised God. She thanked God for seeing Jesus. Now, before you stop and think, well, of course she praised God because she met the Christ child, the baby Jesus. Folks, let me tell you something. We all have the exact same reason to thank God this moment because Jesus Christ is with us. As a matter of fact, in Matthew chapter number 1, the angel of the Lord said, Call his name Emmanuel, which being interpreted as God with us. Hey, listen, I have this very moment the same reason to thank God as Anna did that day when Simeon was holding Jesus and praising Jesus. And she was praising Jesus too because Jesus was with her. He's Emmanuel. He's with us. We have reason to give thanks. We have reason to give thanks. She was praising God. Be thankful. You know something I see? She was giving thanks. The Bible says likewise. Let me tell you something. Here are two people, Simeon and Anna, two people full of the Spirit of God. And you know what they have in common? Gratitude. Thankfulness. Praise. I just don't think there's much room in the heart for unthankfulness 
when the Holy Spirit's dwelling there too. They were praising the Lord. They were thanking God. Can we think of something to complain about? Absolutely. But I'll just tell you, there's never been a moment of any of our lives where there wasn't more to be grateful for than there was to complain about. Well, they were thankful. They were thankful. There's some things that Simeon was thanking God for, and I won't take all the time to to look at all of them, but the Bible says that that Anna was likewise giving thanks. So the thanks that Anna gave was was in sequence, was the same as the thanks and praise that Simeon gave. One thing that Simeon said that just jumps off the page to me at verse 29, he said, Lord, now lettest thou thy servant depart in peace. Guess what God did? God gave Simeon, when he met Christ, dying grace. It's a sweet thing. Anna said, wow, I've known all along that I can't keep the law. I've known since John the Baptist came through that I had to repent of my sins and my works could never save me. But here he is, the Messiah, the Redeemer. (laughs) Thank you, Jesus. I can die in peace. It's sweet, isn't it? God gave them dying grace. She thanked God. I just love the gratitude. Anna's Christmas message says, serve God. It says, give thanks. Finally, number three, Anna's Christmas message says, tell others. Look at the Bible says in verse 38. And she coming in that instant gave thanks. Likewise unto the Lord, and spake of him to all that looked for redemption in Jerusalem. What'd she do next? Every time anybody came around looking for life eternal, redemption, somebody to cover their sin debt. You know what the law does, right? You know the it's not that it, it does it does it now, but it did it then also. And that was the message of John the Baptist. The message of John the Baptist was, you need to repent and be baptized. You need to just acknowledge that you're a sinner. You need to acknowledge that you need something other than your good deeds or the works of the law in order to justify you. You are hell-deserving. And so there were people coming to Jerusalem looking for hope. People like Anna who had just come to grips with the fact that I'm not good enough to go the way of the law. I can imagine that the only thing that Anna might ever gripe about was the Pharisee who acted like they were somehow pleasing God and keeping the law. I can imagine Anna being one of those spunky old women that couldn't stand a hypocrite or a Pharisee. But she knew in her heart, I can't redeem myself. I can't, you know, redeem. When you take a coupon to the grocery store, what do you do? You redeem it, right? She's like, I know I can't pay for myself. I can't cover my own sin debt. I can't cover my own sins. I can't pay. I, don't, I can't afford it. I don't have that ability. My works are not good enough. And so what did Anna do from that day forward? Every person like her that had come to Jerusalem looking for redemption, 
The Bible says that she spake of him, Jesus, to all them that looked for redemption in Jerusalem. She says, now listen, you've come to the right place, but I'm not the right person. But I've seen him. His name's Jesus, and he's going to save his people from their sins. And everybody that came in her past, she told them about Jesus. I like the spirit of Anna. She served God. She gave thanks. She told others. Well, that's a good way to live. It's actually a great way to live. May the Lord give us a little bit of insight from Anna in this Christmas season. If we think about the fact that God has sent his son, we have him with us. May we have that kind of spirit. The kind of spirit says, I'm going to serve God where I can, when I can. I'm going to give thanks because I've got a good reason. I'm going to tell others because Jesus Christ is the only way that the souls of men can be redeemed.